InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Ever encounter a difficult person? Most of us have. And we wonder what makes them that way. Can they learn to change their behavior? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey talks with an expert. Roy? Thanks, Chris. We're talking with Sarah Elliston. She's a professional workshop leader and trainer and the author of Lessons from a Difficult Person, How to Deal with People Like Us. It seems as though you're kind of a rare breed, a difficult person who recognized it or at least admitted it or thought that there was anything wrong with it. Tell us the story of how you came to see it in yourself. Well, I was very lucky. I had a boss that I respected tremendously who said to me, you know, you have this little quirky behavior that really bugs the rest of us. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. So she said, next time you do it, I'll point it out to you. A couple of weeks later, I lost my glasses and they were my first real glasses. And I was really upset. And so I was going out to my car and coming back and I was opening my drawers and picking things up off my desk and dropping them and stomping around and muttering and very frustrated. And she <laughs> leaned out of her door. She said, hey, Sarah, in here. <laughs> I went in and she closed the door and she said, that, what you're doing, that has to stop. And I said, what am I doing? And so she described it. And I looked at myself and thought, she's totally right. I'm doing all those things. I honestly didn't know that anyone noticed. It didn't occur to me that it was bothering anybody. What she said was, you know, we can't get our work done. You're creating this incredible energy of tension and nobody can talk on the phone and it's, it's, we can't focus. So I was lucky in the sense that she was able to tell me in a non-judgmental, non-critical, not blaming me, not telling me that I was childish or all the other words you can think of to describe someone who's having a mini temper tantrum. And I was able to say, oh, my goodness, really? I, and I stopped. Now, I stopped that moment, and I started looking at my life and thinking, I wonder if I do this often. And so I asked people, I asked my husband, he said, oh, yes, you do it all the time, but you know, we've just gotten used to it. You blow up, and then it's gone. It's over. You don't even remember you've done it, kind of. And I realized that <clears throat> it was part of my habitual behavior, so I had to start paying attention. It sounds like what you're describing, many people would call anger management issues. Is that right, or is there a well, difference? Well, that was just the particular behavior that she pointed out. What I started noticing was that I was difficult in other ways. That was just the beginning of my understanding of what other people found difficult. I've been called bossy, that's one thing, but what I began to realize was that I would ask questions of people in a leadership role, then they perceived me as challenging their authority or suggesting that they weren't doing their job. And I began to realize that happened fairly regularly in my employment, no matter where I was employed. I noticed I was never invited to be on a team. You know, when they put teams together in the different places where I worked, I was never invited to be on that because I was so strongly opinionated. And I didn't take a rejection of my opinions very well. I mean, I took it personally. Our guest on InfoTrack is Sarah Ellison. She's a professional workshop leader and trainer and the author of Lessons from a Difficult Person, How to Deal with People Like Us. So if you do have to be around someone like this at work or at home, how do you avoid that constant confrontation? It's much more about how you can develop clarity 
about what the person's doing and being able to describe, as my boss did, describe very concretely what's being done. The minute you start putting judgmental, critical, labeling kinds of words around it, then you're going to have trouble having a conversation about it. Mm -hmm. To really clarify to yourself what exactly were the words used, what exactly were the actions being taken or that were being acted on. I mean, did the person just drop their papers all the time or are they interrupting you all the time? I think that's fair to say it feels like every time I start a sentence, you start a sentence at the same time or you interrupt my response. I didn't know I was doing it. So that's the first piece is being able to describe what she's doing and tell her how it impacts me and if there are other people around, how it might impact them or even our productivity if it's a work thing. And then ask her if she knows she's doing it. Has anyone ever told her before? There are, I think, people probably slightly different than you, difficult people who think, hey, I know I'm like this, but this is my personality, so why can't everybody just accept me? There are people who don't want to change, and if the reward for not changing is greater than the reward for changing, then we are kind of out of luck there. You do write <laughs> about incentives that may cause difficult people to change. So what are those incentives? I think most of us who are difficult have at some level a fear of not belonging, a lack of connectedness to other people. And so whatever our behavior is, it's pushing people away, and we can sense that, but we don't know why. And so we get afraid or angry or whatever our behavior is. So the incentive really for helping someone make a change is to really connect with that person. To do that, you have to have taken all that personal drama, emotion-laden reactions to their behavior out of the equation. You have to really listen to them. You have to empathize with them. You have to see them not as the enemy. Because we get going with some of these difficult people who say, well, that's just who I am. Deal with it. It creates an atmosphere of combativeness, and they become the enemy or we become their enemy, and then, you know, you really are in trouble at that point. And if it's a spouse, you're in deep trouble, and who wants to go through life fighting? You also write about ways to make the consequences of the difficult person's behavior real. What kinds of consequences do you have in mind? Well, it depends on the situation. For me, it was pretty clear, since she was my boss, that if I didn't stop doing what she didn't like, I would lose my job. If you find yourself in a hostile environment with a spouse, the consequence could be divorce. If it's a friend, I've worked with some people whose children have said, we will not go to that holiday event because that particular relative is abusive and sarcastic and makes us feel bad. And so the adults have had to work with their siblings and say, we'd love to come to your party, but we can't because our kids won't come because... Do you know how you talk to them? We have situations where someone in the family doesn't speak to other members of the family for years at a time. And when you ask them, they say, well, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what I did. And yet when you ask them, have you done any kind of reaching out to them? Have you tried to connect to them in some way? Have you sat down with them and said, I want to be your sister or brother or whatever? And they're too afraid to do that. So, Sarah, as an admittedly difficult person, is it possible for someone with that personality to completely reverse it, or is it just a daily struggle to not be difficult? 
Well, I'd like to say it's possible. It's not a daily struggle with me. It is something that I'm constantly aware of. If someone's really sincere about wanting to change a particular behavior, yeah, we can. All of us can change. We just have to do it. The thing is, the behavior, the doing behavior, the words we say and the actions that we take, they're the easy ones. Those are the things that we can change. We're least aware of them, but they're the easiest things to change. And I guarantee you, if you start doing it and saying it differently, your thoughts and your feelings will come along. They're all attached. Fascinating topic. Sarah Elliston, the author of Lessons from a Difficult Person, How to Deal with People Like Us. And you can learn more about Sarah at her website, sarahelliston.com. That's spelled S-A-R-A-H-E-L-L-I-S-T-O-N.com. Sarah, thanks for joining us on InfoTrack. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.